Hello, welcome to Shoulder Charge. The first round of Super League is just days away. It doesn't actually seem it's been away for that long, does it really? Last, yeah, it, it was only a couple of months, wasn't it? Last game October. But yeah, I'm pretty excited for the new season. There seems to be a bit more interesting Super League this year. Uh, certainly looking forward to it. In this episode, it's going to be the predictions uh, episode, so come May, I'll probably look like a fool. Coming on shoulder charge this season, we're going to change it up a bit. There's going to be a bit more focus on uh, Championship and League One. There'll also be the occasional match report. We'll also look at a certain player each week and assess how they're performing. Just to give you a heads up, uh, next week's player... He's going to be Matty Ashton, so hopefully he's going to be playing on Thursday, otherwise it'll be somebody else. That first episode will be around sometime next week. I'm not sure on the date actually yet, but as long as you subscribe, you should have that when it when it's uh, finished. Uh, but yeah, never mind all that for now. Let's start the predictions and to add to the drama gonna do it in reverse order i know you're all on tenterhooks as to who i'm gonna put as 12th and also as number as number one in the grand final but you'll have to wait to the end for the grand final but let's start off with 12th so who's gonna get relegated the nominees for me for relegation wakefield toronto and huddersfield I think those three are in danger of going down this year. Wouldn't be surprised if it's either one of them. Let's first off talk about Huddersfield. So, Huddersfield last year finished 10th, two points off relegation. They've signed Kenny Edwards, James Gavitt, Ashton Golding, Owen Trout, Aidan Caesar. So, looking at those signings, they're not too inspiring. We've got 30-year-old Kenny Edwards. From whenever I watched him at Catalans, he didn't do that well at all. But, new club, new surroundings, new manager. Might work out for him. Does happen often that a player doesn't get a look in. Well, you only have to look at Polly Polly at Leeds Rhinos and went into Salford and did a great job. But... Kenny Edwards, is he going to push them up the table? I don't think so. Uh, we've got 30-year-old James Gavitt from Newcastle Knights. 74 appearances in the NRL. So he's got a pedigree. Will probably be better than what they've had before. Still going to be a danger, I think. Then they've got 23-year-old Ashton Golding, who was on loan at Featherstone last year. Is he an upgrade on what they've had before? There's potential, obviously, but he's primarily a top championship player, lower Super League player, which Huddersfield are not improving if they're going down that route, in my opinion. Owen Trout, don't know much about him, 20 years old, one for the future, I suppose. Then we've got Aidan Caesar, who is the big signing. He was in the uh, NRL Grand Final last year for Canberra Raiders, I think it was. He's going to make them more secure, I think. Big signing. 
they've lost out on uh, Cruz Leeming, so they need a bit of quality in there. I think Aiden Caesar gives them that. Some good signings, some uninspiring. I think they'll be safe, just about, again. So then it's either Wakefield or Toronto. And I think these two are in pretty big trouble, actually. Let's start off with Toronto. I don't think they're going to be that comfortable that a lot of people are suggesting. So they got promoted last year. They missed out the year before because London beat them unexpectedly in the uh, championship grand final. They've not added many people either. They've got James Cunningham, Brad Singleton and obviously Sonny Bill Williams. We've heard Brian McDermott go on about they, they want to free up the salary cap. They want to give they want to have more dispensation than everybody else. And I think Super League themselves are, are not that bothered about that. But I think at least half of the Super League clubs have said, you know, they're dead against it. And I would be as well. You know, why should Toronto be treated any different? Yeah, they, they might be going the game in Toronto. But at the end of the day... Those clubs have been around the decades since some of them since the eighteen hundreds, and yeah, they those clubs have grown the game to what it is now. So, I think there needs to be a bit more respect, to be honest. Um, yeah, it's going to be a struggle for Toronto. I, I don't think the recruitment's that remarkable. James Cunningham, Brad Singleton, mm, okay, Sonny Bill Williams. The massive signing from Rugby Union. He's not played Rugby League for for a good number of years. Uh, I think he's going to take a very long time to actually get accustomed to Super League, get accustomed to the speed and all that goes along with it. So, yeah, I don't really rate Toronto's squad as it is. I think there's a lot of journeymen... Lower Super League quality players. They've got a very thin squad. You know, take out a couple of the key men and bloody hell, you know, what happens then? And, yeah, they've got the money to replace them, I think, yeah. They might be safe if, if they get a few injuries and then bring in the cavalry or they're in danger of going down and then... The, the boast of the squad, but then there's obviously the issue over the salary cap and all that. But I think they might just be safe, but it'll be close like last year, I think. So that means it's going to be Wakefield, do I predict, to go down. And last year they finished ninth. They were just two points of relegation. And it came down to that last game, which was... To be honest, a bit underwhelming because I was up in London, we're going to survive, but it didn't happen. Uh, they've added Chris Green, Joe Westerman, Ryan Atkins, Alex Walker, Josh Wood, Brad Walker, Adam Tangata as well. Joe Westerman, I think, he's had nearly a try every other game last year. So if he, if he adds that, then... You know, that'll be some good business for Wakefield. Ryan Atkins scores tries. Alex Walker for London. I sang his praises last year. You know, he was a brilliant kicker. And a brilliant all-round player, actually, as well. So there's actually some good signings. 
but I think other teams have signed better. Um, Wakefield were pretty horrendous last year, and for me, that's why they're going down. So, 12th Wakefield, 11th Toronto, 10th Huddersfield. So, in number 9, it's the grand final runners-up. They were third last year, got to Old Trafford, but lost a lot of players, a lot of the key players as well. They've lost Josh Jones, they've lost Jackson Hastings, a couple of others as well. They've added quite a lot of people as well. They've got Chris Atkin, Ryan Lannan, James Greenwood, Kevin Brown, a player that I can't pronounce, Elliot Keir, Reese Williams, Luke Yates, Connor Jones, Jack Omeroyd, Polly Polly, Dan Sarginson. Um, I think they, they've got a few from London Broncos. Reese Williams, Luke Yates. Uh, yeah, good acquisitions from London. There's some good players in London's team, but at the end of the day, they did go down. Um, Dan Sarginson's going to add something. Polly Polly did good last year. Uh, but there's no Jackson Hastings. And yeah, they've still got nine levels. He'll probably still be banging in the tries. But there's no Jackson Hastings. Who's going to replace him? And apparently it's going to be Kevin Brown. <laughs> that that doesn't spell um, good for me. Not for me at all. He was at Lee at the end of last year. And from the games I saw at Lee, he didn't do that well, to be honest. Obviously, he's not played that many games, but Kevin Brown to replace Jackson Hastings? I don't think so. And, yeah, they've got a lot of workers there. They've got a lot of players who are going to play the house, eh? like they did last year, but they're missing that hedge. And we saw last year, yeah, they got to the grand final, yeah, they were third. But actually, that, that um, the points difference, there was not many points difference between quite a number of the positions, which is why I think they're going to fall right down to ninth. In eighth, it's going to be Castleford Tigers. So last year, they struggled with injuries, didn't they? 2019, they finished fifth. They just got into the playoffs. But we're pretty disappointed in them. They've added. Apologies if it's the wrong pronouncing, but Sasaya Fecky. They've added George Griffin, Daryl Alferts, Tyler Heppy, Danny Richardson. Daryl Alferts, again, was at Salford last year. Good acquisition, 23 appearances, 9 tries last year. Going to add something to the attack. George Griffin, again, good player from Salford. Tyler Heppy played for Toulouse. Not really had a shot at uh, Super League before. That's a big gamble for me. I assume he's going to be, you know, a, a backup player rather than an actual starter. Uh, then we've got Danny Richardson from St. Helens, just 23. In 2018, he actually topped the Super League goals and points charts. But he featured just 12 times in 2019. That's a good signing. But they want to be kicking on from fifth place last year. They're signing players from St. Helens that are pretty much surplus to requirements who they want to 
match. And I understand that maybe it doesn't work out for some players. It doesn't necessarily mean they're bad. But again, does uh, it doesn't spell too much confidence for me. And they've got a few doubts as well with injuries. Again, they've got Jesse Senelifeo, a top player for them. He's he's injured. Junior Moores, Alex Foster, Matt Cook, Minikin is injured. Tyler Feck, uh, not Tyler Fecky, what's he called? Sasaya Fecky, he's a date for Toronto as well. Um, yeah, I don't think they've improved that much on last year's squad. I think other teams have done better recruitment. More on that when we get lower turned down in the rankings. So, for me, they miss out on the playoffs. They're going to be safe. They're going to be eighth. So then we move on to seventh place. And you'll notice Hull KR have still not been mentioned in this table yet. Many are predicting them to go down. Well, I've got a ter- I've certainly got a different point of view there. And seventh place, it's not even Hull KR either. It's Leeds Rhinos. So they'll be, if if I'm right, they'll be one place ahead of where they were last year. And actually, last year there was in danger of relegation for most of the year. Quite a few people are saying they're going to get into the top five. Not for me. Uh, probably wrong, but yeah. And last year they had that new coach and forgot his name. But he didn't get off to a good start, did he? And he were gone after a couple of games. So it was a turbulent opening season for them. You know, they they got back into the mojo after that new coach came in. But they didn't whip up any trees with the new coach. They were steady. But they were never a top team in Super League. They've added Reece Evans, Luke Gale, Alex Meller and Matt Pryor. So Luke Gale, he was Castleford's top player. But then got a bad injury. Has been fit now. Has had a good pre-season apparently. Can he recapture his form? If he can recapture his form. Lee Dranos are going to be a dangerous side. And will probably be getting near those playoffs. Like many have predicted. But I've seen it so many times with players who have been injured. For long term. It don't. It just never happens. They never get back to where they were. I don't think he's going to get back to where he was. I think he's going to still be a good player, but is he going to be at the full strength that he was before? They've now got a settled coach. Another plus for them, but is he a top coach? I've got me doubts. And I did Cruz Leaming as well. He's going to fill the gap for the tries. That. Trent Merrion provided, hopefully. He did quite well with Huddersfield last year. Still pretty young. He'll be a good player. But, okay, they've got Luke Gale and Chris Lehman. But the other t- the other players, I'm not that enamoured by them. They're going to improve on last year, but not that much. That's why they're 7th. On to 6th place, just missing outside the playoffs. It's Hull KR. So, why the hell have I put Hull KR in 6th place when everyone's seen they're going down and they were just 2 points off relegation last year, finished 11th. 
Well, I'll tell you why. And yeah, they've added a shed load of bloody players as well. 20 I've counted here. They've got a few injuries as well. So the signings are going to take time to bed in. They've got injuries. However, before the however, they had the worst points scored last year. Minus London Broncos, who are not here anymore. Uh, defensively, one of the worst again. They've lost Josh Drinkwater, Joel Tompkins, and a lot of other players. But I think they've done good business, actually. I'm looking at Jordan Abdul, Matty G, Harvey Levet, uh, Ellis, Parcel, Minikin, Minchella. I think these are really good signings, actually. Really good signings. And if they actually gel, if they do gel, what a t I think that's an exciting team. And the coach, he's a good un, he's a good coach. He's um, what's his name? He's a good coach. He's Tony Smith. So yeah, it's a whole new team. Yeah, they could take time. There's quite a lot of uh, championship additions, which, you know, is a bit of middle of the road stuff. But there's some good players in there. And I'm gonna. I'm very excited to see them play. Actually, Jordan Abdul for me were brilliant last year. Matty G was good. I'm looking forward to Minikin and Minichella, and Parcel and Ellis as well. Twenty new faces. They even want more players. Tony Smith has assembled this squad. I've got confidence in Tony Smith. He knows what he's doing. Yeah, it's going to be a good season for them. Six players. So. Now we're moving into the playoffs. Contenders. Well, we know the contenders. <laughs> it's the last teams. I don't need to tell you that. So, in fifth place is Catalan Dragons. It were a disappointing year for them. In 2019, finished seventh place. Uh, Bernard Guash, the chairman, was not impressed with his side at all. Not impressed with a number of players. They've gone. Attitude, probably an issue there. Um, they still don't have a TV deal. What on earth does that mean for the future? But I do think they've made some pretty good signings. They've got 23-year-old Tom Davis from Wigan. Again, another surplus to requirements at Wigan. But I'm going to say the exact same thing I've said before. Some players just don't fit. He averaged a try every other game in 2018. So, you know, 29 games. 14 tries, if me maths is, is correct, which it is hardly ever correct, but yeah, I think that is correct. 27-year-old Josh Drinkwater returns to Catalans. They know what they're getting. Yeah, good signing. 32-year-old Joe Tompkins. He played in that whole KR team that was very poor defensively last year. Catalans was very poor defensively last year as well. They know what they're getting from Joe Tompkins, but okay, he's an alright player, but he's he's not the best. But they've also got 33-year-old James Maloney. He's supposed to be entering the final stages of his career. He's a marquee signing. He's had 14 State of Origins, two NRL Grand Finals. He's the big signing, so they're hoping it's going to work. I'm saying he's going to take a bit of time to adjust. I'm saying he's not going to be, you know, he's, he's going to take a while to hit the full form. 
Tom Davis is a good signing. I don't think they've made enough signings, actually, uh, and that's why they're fifth. On to fourth place, Warrington Wolves. Some are right signings from Warrington, some that I'm not that bothered about. We've got Matty Ashton, top try scorer last year. Tw- 25 tries or 24 tries in the championship. You know, if you're a try scorer, you're a try scorer at the end of the day. I don't think it matters whether you're in championship or prem- uh, Premier League, Super League. I think if he plays in his position, obviously he's not going to be the top player that he was at Swinton. He's not going to be the main man. There's also a lot of other players, but I think uh, the coach has put a bit of confidence in Matt Yashton, actually. I'm looking forward to seeing how he fares in in the Super League. I think he's going to get quite a few tries, actually. Probably not as many as 24 or 25, but he's going to score the tries. They've added Keenan Brand, Anthony Gellin, Sammy Kibula. Those three, I'm not that and I'm at about, you know, are they going to put them to the grand final? Because Warrington, 2019, they were fourth last year. Uh, they were Challenge Cup winners. But, you know, with these signings, are they going to get anywhere near Saints? I still don't... F- I think they might, they might be a bit closer, but not enough for me. They've got Gareth Wid- Widdup. I think he's a good addition, but I think they needed a couple more of those type players. You know, the the, qual- the quality of those players, I think they needed a few more of those to do any better. I think the other teams... God. I think the other teams have actually recruited better than Warrington. That's why I say they are fourth again. So, sorry Warrington fans... You're probably saying at this stage it's going to be your year, but I'm afraid it's not. Um, on to third place, and now then, it's either Wigan, St Helens or Hull. Now, I'm really impressed with the recruitment of Hull and Wigan. So, you know, I won't be surprised if any of these get a grand final, actually. Hull are really impressing me with their recruitment, actually. Very excited to see quite a few of those. Wigan again, very excited with their recruitment. But in third place, it's Hull FC. So 2019 was a bit of a shit year for Hull. They finished sixth outside the playoffs, were third most of the time. They lurched from supremely good to absolutely dog shit. Uh, from game to game as well I think they in one game I think they they scored 55 points and then they they lost by loads or it was the other way around but yeah it was a very very inconsistent year for them they've got some new signings in Joe Cater 21 years old potential can he step up from the championship 27 and I'm afraid if I pronounce these wrong, then so be it. So we've got Mahe Fanua. He returns to Hull FC. Scored a load of tries when he was at Hull. So yeah, good signing. 22-year-old Jordan Johnstone. Witness and London last year. 
he's got a big chance. Is he a difference maker? Is he going to push them forward? Probably, probably not. But you know, he's got a big chance. The coach is putting his faith in quite a few younger players: Joe Cater and Jordan Johnston. Then we move on to 26-year-old Josh Jones for Salford. In 2019, he had more tackle busts than anybody else. You know, that's brilliant for Hull's attack. Was great for Salford. He's going to be a great addition. 31. Then we go on to 31-year-old Manu Mao. Big player. Over 100 appearances for Parramatta in the NRL. Another pretty good player. Probably going to terrify a few of those opposition players. Going to be a good player, I think. 27-year-old Lee Jisau, another NRL signing. And from what I've been reading, the early signs from pre-season, he's, he's done well. think he's going to be a difference maker as well. Then we've got 26-year-old Adam Smith. Adam Swift. He's had a great record with Saints, actually. Weren't getting regular game time last year. So, you know, if they want to beat St. Helens... If they wanna if they wanna win every competition, is getting a second choice player from Saints gonna be the difference? Well maybe it is because previously to twenty nineteen he was brilliant, so if he can do that, then yeah, they're gonna challenge. So they've got quite a lot of new faces. Not as many as a uh, whole KR mind, but yeah. It's gonna take less time to adjust. I think they've added a couple of good signings from the NRL. They've got one of the best tackle busters last year in Josh Jones. You feel they've improved the squad. It's got to be a good year for them. I think they might miss out on trophies though. That's the only part. That's the only one I think. They might get the Challenge Cup again, but that's anyone's game, isn't it? Yeah, third place, second. It's Wigan. I think they're going to be pretty similar, which is, you know, a bit a bit downhearted given the players that they've signed. But what I do think is the gap between Saints and Wigan, or whoever's in second place, which is probably going to be Wigan, I think that gap is going to be much smaller because Wigan have now got Jake Ribby, Jackson Hastings, George Burgess, Mitch Clark. They're good signings. They've lost George Williams, obviously. But they've already got them brilliant players. Zach Hardacre, Bevan French, just to name two. There's no speculation over coaches. They're a settled team. I think the recruitment's been pretty good. It's whether Jackson Hastings can play as good when he's no longer the big fish in the small pond. Wigan are going to be a dangerous team. Grand final winners could be, but we'll leave that till later when I'll tell you who I think will be winning grand final. I might as well do the Challenge Cup and the Championship and the 1895 Cup, even though they're a bit of a lottery. So yeah, first place is St Helens. Obviously, but I think they have missed a trick not signing anybody actually. No new signings. They're expecting young players to kick on. Well, I think that's a bit of that's big shoes to fill. Hell of a remit for those younger players. 
pressure will be on them. What if they get a long-term injury? Remember when they lost Lachlan Coote? They weren't half the side. But yeah, got a new coach. Tweaked a few things, not changed much. I think that's a good thing. You don't want to be chopping and changing a bloody 16-point winning uh, side. Here's a stat fire. In the last decade, 2010 to 2019, only Leeds won the grand final twice in a row. That was 2011 and 2012. So we've not seen a double for eight years. So, Saints, are they going to do it again? We saw them wobble in the Challenge Cup, so it's all up for grabs. Every team has improved and Saints have stayed the same. For me, whether you're, whether you're 16 points ahead or not, I still think you're going to have to make a couple of changes. It's going to be a lot closer, I think. I think Saints will still do it by a few points, but I think it'll be very close. Um, yeah. So that's the top 12. Going down, Wig uh, not Wigan, going down Wakefield. To be honest, that could either be Toronto or Huddersfield as well. Be surprised with Hull KR, who I've put in six, just missing out on playoffs. Everyone's thinking they're going down. I think they've added quite a few good players, actually. Yeah. Um, bit of a shit season for Castleford. Bit of a shit season for Salford, probably. Warrington, much of the same. Wigan will do pretty, pretty better. I've got a... Wigan are going to challenge for that grand final. The two clubs I'm really looking forward to are the two whole clubs. I think they've done brilliant recruitment, actually. I'm interested to see Catalans as well. I've put them... Uh, where have I put them? i put them fifth. You know, can they do any better? Or are they going to be a bit worse than what I said? Toronto, uh, uh, I don't know. I'm not that excited about them, actually. Yeah, it's going to be a tough season for them. I'll be honest, I'm not much of a fan of their coach, to be honest. I think he says too much. Yeah, so that's that's the top 12 anyway. Let's go on to the grand final. Can we just say, first of all, St Helens won last year. They had a wobble in the Challenge Cup, lost that. They've added no new faces. We don't know whether the coach will be as good as Justin Holbrook. I mean, he should be with those players that he's got. But he's not added anybody. They're staying still. Everyone is moving forward. Saints are staying still. And that's why they ain't going to win the grand final. And also for the reason of the statistic. I know statistics are just statistics. They don't mean anything. But there's a reason why. Only leads has done the double in the last decade and that was in 2012 so it's not going to be Saints it's either going to be Hull or Wigan I think that depends on a lot of what the new signings have done I think Hull's new signings have been brilliant but they've had a lot they've had to make up a lot more than what um, Wigan have had to make up Wigan have already had a pretty good squad and they've added great players. Hull have had a 
brilliant squad on the day, but is heavily inconsistent and conceded lots and lots and lots last year. They've obviously done made steps to replace that, but Wigan are in better shape for me, and that's why Wigan are going to be grand final winners yet again. So, no new team for the grand final again, even though we're in a salary cap sport. I'm saying this as if it's a dead cert. I'm very confident in my predictions, but <laughs> why not? You know, I might as well live by the sword, die by the sword and all, all that. Championship, I'll be honest. I've not I've not looked heavily into the championship, but we, we pretty much know who's going to be challenging. We've got London. They've lost a lot of players, though, London. Don't know about that. Um, London, I'm hoping Sheffield are in the top five this year. Um... You probably realise I've got a bit of an affinity with Sheffield. Um, Toulouse, I think they're the favourites, aren't they? York, Featherston as well. Who's going to win? Uh, I want to say Sheffield. My heart says Sheffield, but I don't think... I just... My head says no. I think Sheffield... Mm, I think they'll be top five. That's all I'm saying, top five. Uh, York, yeah, it could be them. Featherston, it also could be them. Toulouse, yeah, Toulouse are a big team, aren't they? Are we going to see another another French team in Super League? Yeah, let's go Toulouse, whatever. Um, we might as well do the champion, well, the the lower league trophy as well. This is anyone's game. Sheffield are out to retain it. They've already said that's one of the objectives that they've got. Retain 1895 Cup. So, they're going to be up there as well. Because they know what it takes to win. Mark Aston knows what it takes to win. They they had a young squad last year, actually. They, they've added a bit of experience into that. They're hoping those injuries are going to stay off. They're not going to be playing at the home ground. They're going to be playing in Doncaster. Is that going to have an effect? Probably not, but could do. Uh, yeah, it's a lottery, this one. Um, let's go with York. Because they're a top team. And I think all the championship teams know now. They're going to be taking it a bit seriously. A bit more seriously than they were before. You know, they know what's on offer. They know how good they are at Wembley is. Especially when there's only one team going up. And for the rest, it's like, mm, well, we did have a good season, but what have we got to show for it? Well, they can go to Wembley in the 1895 Cup. Before the Challenge Cup, thank God. Why on earth? It was... Oh, I was there last year doing doing a report for Sheffield Star about the Sheffield Eagles. And my God... It was a brilliant game, but it was an empty stadium. It was at, it was pretty atmosphere-wise. Oh, they missed a missed a trick there. I thought a bit more would stay actually. Challenge Cup winners could be absolutely anyone, like the eighteen ninety-five Cup. All depends on who's drawn, who's got the injuries, who wants. To perform in the Challenge Cup, what teams are put out, 
all that sort of stuff. But I'm just going to go for a guess. And I'm not too bothered if I get these ones wrong because who can guess a frigging cup competition? Um, so I think, okay, I've done good recruitment. And I'm thinking they're just going to be say on the playoffs. So I reckon it'll be them. Okay, half at Challenge Cup. Wow. <laughs> Big predictions there. Anyway, that's all the predictions sorted there. We've got grand final winners, Wigan, going down his Wakefield. Sorry, Wakefield fans. Toronto maybe going down as well. Depends, but I think it's going to be Wakefield. Championship coming up. He's another European team to lose. Uh, 18 out of half copies York yeah you don't need you don't need watch this season it's it, I've, I've told you it all already we all we already know what's gonna happen so yeah uh, we'll be back next week uh, with a with the first episode with the first official episode of shoulder charge Oh, actually, before we go, let, let's do a bit of predictions for that as well, seeing as, seeing as I'm on a roll, seeing as I've already got the winners. Uh, Thursday night, two days away, that time of recording. This is probably, that time you listen to it, it's probably either been and gone, or it's just a day before. Um, <clears throat> so, Wigan v Warrington, well... If you've just been listening, you probably already know what I'm going to say. It's going to be Wigan, in it? They're at home. They usually beat Warrington as well, don't they? I hope we don't have about 50 million Wigan v Warrington fixtures this year. Not actually looked at the fixtures, but there probably is going to be in that. Oh, them bloody loot fixtures. Who, who wants these loot fixtures? I think it, I think these opening a few of these opening games are sellouts apparently. But by halfway through, I bet you they'll be half full because no one will be want to watching Wigan and Warrington for the umpteenth time. Yeah, Wigan, they've got a better squad. Fridays, Hull KR Wakefield. Well, I think Wakefield are going down and I think Hull KR are going to have a blinding season. So it's going to be Hull KR. St Helens Salford, well, there's only one winner there. St Helens. And St Helens are at home as well, so yeah. Hokey are also at home as well, so I've gone with three home type. Three oh, home wins. Bloody hell, can't speak. Um, Catalans, Huddersfield. Catalans are in Catalan. Or Perpignan, whatever it is. Five o'clock kickoff. Yeah, it's going to be the Dragons. So that's four home wins. Sure, it's going to be an away win. Oh well, here we are. Here's the away wins. Toronto v Castleford. Well, Toronto are going to struggle. I didn't actually see the pre-season game, but you can't take too much from pre-season anyway. 2.30 kickoff. It's going to be Castleford. Leeds v Hull. Well, Hull have got a brilliant team. Leeds have improved a bit on their team, but it's going to be Hull. So... Wins for Hull, wins for Castleford, wins for Huddersfield, 
No, not Huddersfield. What am I saying? Wins for Catalan. Wins for Hull KR, St. Helens and Wigan. So get, get them get them bets in because <laughs> that's what's going to come up. I, I tell you now. I might I might have one actually. Uh, well, you don't want <laughs> you don't want to see my uh, my betting history. It's not too good. <clears throat> but yeah, I fully expect those rug 500 rugby league points to be whipping in for um, for for all six right. Anyway, that's it for this week. We'll have one next week where I'll I'll be telling you how right I was about these brilliant Super League opening fixtures. Looking forward to seeing how Wigan fur, how Hull KR fur, and also, is it going to be as tight as it was last year at the bottom? Is it going to be as dominant as it was at the top? I think it's going to be proper tight at the bottom again, but very close at the top. See you next week.